Mother of three, Anna Walshy hasn't been seen since New Year's Day. Her husband, Brian, was recently arrested for lying to police during their missing persons investigation. He said she took a rideshare to the airport and vanished, but the next day was spotted buying cleaning supplies. He's already on parole for fraud. Could he have graduated to murder? Cops always point to those closest to the missing person first. Confess, Brian. Next, I give you my reasons. You're listening to Drowning Verdict. Be sure to follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform. We don't want you to miss out on an important case or update. If you haven't already, pull the trigger and subscribe. Anna Walshy disappeared on January 1st, and she hasn't been seen since then. Her husband was recently arrested for misleading the police in their investigation. Is he involved in some way, and will police be able to find her safe? This is Chip Mahoney. I want to welcome you to Drowning Verdict, which is my true crime podcast. This is a podcast where I talk about fascinating cases out there, and I go more in-depth with the case. So thank you for joining me today. You might have found me on my TikTok where I've got some clips there of the show. If it led you to my YouTube, that's a good place to be. Full episodes there, most popular ones, plus my other show called Shill Kill, where I pair a crypto and a crime together at the same time. So if you've got an interest in all of that, as I do, consider a sub, consider the lobster for a time. So Drowning Verdict is featured on Spotify. You can find it wherever you get your favorite pods out there in the podverse, that known universe where all that madness swirls about, and you've got to make sense of it all. Well, I'm there to provide maybe a unique angle, a new idea, definitely a topic of combo to keep the conversation going on open and active cases, important cases just like this one. So if you've heard me before and you're coming back for more, it wasn't just a drive-by, you're turning the car around, you're coming back and dropping the clip, want to check me out again. I really appreciate that. I'm going to try to be better for you each and every time. That's all I can do. So thanks for checking me out, sharing with friends. If you think that it's good enough for you, I hope that you do. So this case, uh, interesting. It's been about 10 days or so. Anna Walshy, suburban mom, Massachusetts, Cohasset area, disappeared. Apparently it was a Lyft or an Uber to the airport to go to her fancy job in D.C. She never went on that trip. She never got to the airport. She never got on a plane. And there's no trace of, trace of her. Her husband was recently arrested for misleading police in their investigation by saying things that weren't true, that he was places uh, that he wasn't, and he just wasted their time. Now, if I'm going to waste any cop's time, it's not going to be in Boston. I'm not going to have them go all departed on me and rough me up. That's a bad place to do it. And they got on that guy real quick. He was already a convicted felon. He was on parole for art fraud, which he had committed a few years prior trying to sell faux Andy Warhols on eBay, of all places, and didn't get away with his scheme. So 
dude was already on parole, so doesn't really have a good track record of telling the truth. And if you know anyone in art fraud that goes to that level of crime, those guys are usually very sophisticated and very cunning. They're very smart. So it's brought up some questions for me. I'm going to talk about that here and what I feel is going to be a pretty fast episode so you can get in and get out, get on with your day. So they're in Cohasset. Anna Walshy, suburban mom with a few kids and hasn't been seen for about 10 days. And the hubby is already lying, has already been convicted of lying anyways, and is already on parole. He can't even go to the places that he told cops that he was. Interesting stuff. But I think about art life a lot. And we are talking about this with the guy's background. You know, if you've heard me before, I've said that I believe in that connection. And in this case, it's really interesting to me because in Cohasset, just recently, within the last year or so, there was a movie film there. It was a movie called Confess Fletch. You might have heard of it, but you probably didn't see it because it made about 50 bucks at the box office and about 25 through streaming. Didn't do well at all. It was kind of... Uh, Something that started off well, and then you just want to turn it off because it just got confusing. But the whole plot line was the Fletch character played by John Hamm, who is trying to uh, retrieve stolen artwork, also trying to clear his name in the process with the cops there locally. So it's kind of funny. It's kind of worth a few minutes, but if you're like me, you just turn it off. But it's there in Cohasset, which is uh, a really nice area, 155,000 median income, which is a lot more than a lot of places, which are typically 40 to 55 median household household income. And uh, you have this art fraudster who's living there in the burbs and says, yeah, uh, she did this, she did that. And then the cops are like, no, you're lying. And we're going to throw you in jail, at least for a minute. And once he uh, gets out of that, to see him walking out of court with a smirk on his face tells me that this guy is smart, that he's got something up his, his sleeve. He looks that way, he acts that way, and he's got that track record. So what the heck is going on? Will cops be able to find her safe? And what the heck is the deal with a lot of this evidence, these things that are appearing from Google searches to things found in the basement, uh, why is it happening so quickly, and why is he smiling? So I, I wonder about that. Um, first of all, the Google searches, uh, looking at how to get rid of a 115-pound body of a woman, that seems very descriptive to me. So if somebody were to use Google, I don't think they would write it out that way. So it seems very weird that he would do that. And also, he's very smart. So why would he even do a Google search in the first place, uh, at least on a home computer and not on a private browser or something like that? So it's just a little weird to me. And then looking at the basement with a lot of things found there, bloody knife, hacksaw, is starting to uh, sound like presumed innocent to me. So what the heck is going on there? Well, it doesn't uh, feel right to me because... The guy is smart. Uh, anyone that is an art fraud is very sophisticated, at least from a lot of cases that I know, and incredibly cunning. And to have a smirk on your face when you're coming out of court means that there's something else going on here. So the question is, what happened to her and will she be found safe by police despite blood in the basement, a bloody knife, 
and all these things that indicate that, uh, yeah, killed the wife, used a tarpaulin, and she's buried somewhere. Maybe cut her up and put her in the tarpaulin and took her somewhere and buried her. Um, could that be a distraction? Could all those things that he decided to do from the beginning also be a distraction to where we are today, meaning that he knew that he was misleading them in the first place. He knew that they were going to find out and charge him with something, and yet that's what he wanted to happen. Why would he do that? If he wanted to get rid of the wife, if he is responsible, uh, would that be part of his gameplay? Well, I look at it as... If he had committed an art fraud, which he was accused, convicted of, and he did so, and then he was in a place where you have a high standard of living, and he was basically taking care of the kids while she was working, out going on her trips to D.C. and working in real estate, as reported, um, and supporting that effort, I wonder if there was something in this that had to do with money, that had to do with the things to keep up with that sort of income level, 155K is one of the higher ends in the entire uh, country. Uh, like I said, most that I see are about 45 to 55, maybe 60 median. And this doubles that, maybe even triples that. So you got to have a lot coming in to live that lifestyle and it can be challenging. So if you're in art fraud and you are busted for something that has to do with money, taking money from other people, uh, misleading them on authentic items and being found out that way, this has to do with money. You want a million dollars, you might've got a hundred K. The next thing that you're trying to do is for a couple million if you can do it because it's all about money. So was something happening with the money between the couple. So instead of looking at the blood and all the things that pop up, yeah, maybe something will come of that that's very, um, for me, it's just weird. It's just too fast, it's too gory, it's, it's too weird, and it's too strange to see him with a smirk on his face despite all of that. So I just wonder if that's just a trick up the sleeve of the fraudster. So I think you have to look at the money trail and was something happening financially that could lead them more in the right direction. Because it seems to me that, uh, you know, with Brian, the husband, to get a confess Brian, I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, it seems to me that if you can follow that money trail, that maybe this could lead somewhere to hopefully she's found safe, but it does seem that she disappeared for a reason. And did that reason happen in the basement? Was she attacked? upstairs, brought down to the basement. Therefore, he went to Home Depot and bought all these things, cleaning items and so forth. Now, in a lot of cases, I see people go to Walmart. They're always on video. So don't ever go there. Don't ever go to Home Depot. It's all high definition cameras. You're going to get caught. But people do uh, do that. However, the type of people I see uh, in those crimes are very much street level. They're not into art fraud. They're not sophisticated. They're not cunning at all. They just make those mistakes. They commit a crime. They go to Walmart. For some reason, they go to Walmart. Whether it's for the murder weapon, whether it's for cleaning materials, they always go there. But they're street level. They're really at that level. And so somebody who is smart, educated, sophisticated, had already committed a fraud. It takes a lot in order to pull off that fraud to get that money in the first place. Whether or not you get found out, it's just to get that money and to possibly get away. 
and to fool somebody else. You have to have a plan. And that's what I wonder about here. If cops are finding out this information too fast or the news media is reporting this stuff, like we just found this out, there's blood here, there's this, there's that. And this just adds up to his guilt. I wonder if he set it up that way. It's interesting that a movie was filmed there. It's interesting that movie was about art fraud or not art fraud, but stolen art. And it involved Fletch. It's in Cohasset. It's art and life. Does art imitate life or life imitate art? So in the case of a missing suburban mom with three kids and living the life and having a lot of things that it looks like other people would want, what happened to her? Will she be found safe? I happen to think that there's a chance that something good could come out of this, but with all these gory details now, that leads the mind uh, into dark places that she was attacked, she was killed, she was put in that tarpaulin, she was buried somewhere. And hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully we can find out some more information. And I might have more for you, but in this episode, this fast episode on Anna Walshie and Brian, the art fraudster, what happened here? I would say, look at the money, look at something in the financial records, and maybe there's a money trail that can be something more convincing here. Because I'm not convinced yet, despite all of this stuff that's popping up in the news media. I'm sure as soon as I finish this episode, there's going to be something else. And you can tell me about it. But thanks for joining me on Drowning Verdict. I hope you appreciate this one. I'll have more for you next time. But for now, I'm out. Good night.